It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is all about guys who need to bounce back from last season. We're going to dive into Chuma Okiki's up and down season, plus take a look at some other players who are poised to bounce back in 2023. It's time for Tuesday edition of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is May 10th, 2022. My name is Phil Prosper. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to dive deeper into Chuma Okiki's strange up and down season. We'll talk a little bit about what he showed us this year and where he needs to take his next steps as, as a young player, obviously coming up in this league. We'll also talk about some magic players that are Poised to bounce back after a difficult 2022 season. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But first, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. No matter when you listen to us, whether it's first thing in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, whether it is on your way home, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Um, we truly appreciate being part of your rotation. Remember, there's a great Locked On podcast covering every team in the NBA. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Today's episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Check out pricepicks.com and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. There is a lot to like about Chuma Ohiki. So, you know, before we dive too deeply into into things, let's just let's just say this. Um Progress among young players is very rarely linear. Um, players will take steps forward. They'll take steps back. They'll, you know, launch ahead. They'll struggle. They go through the rookie wall. Teams adjust to how they're playing them. They take on new roles. It's it's not always a linear path. You always want to see that kind of upward trajectory. You want to see players getting better and clear signs that they're getting better. But it, it's it's you should. I mean, I know we talked a little bit about this yesterday, but especially with young players, you shouldn't necessarily give up on them because they have one bad season. Um, you know, as long as they're showing things that they can do and, and you can to start to define their role, um, it, it's, 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 really ob- it's really clear that 
that that you could you should still trust young players. If there's something in there to grow and develop, then then you should give that some space to develop. I mean, depending on your timeline, of course. If you need to win now, then no, you don't have time to wait. But in a situation like the Magic are in, they have time to kind of let things ruminate and figure out. However, that clock is always ticking. You know, I, I, I mentioned that a lot. Or there, there's there's different kind of clocks out there. There's your franchise clock. You know, when you have a franchise star and, and that window for a championship opens, your clock is ticking, especially for a small market where there's a history of star players leaving because of an inability to put together winning rosters around them. Um, with young players, that clock is always ticking too. When you're a rookie, mistakes are expected. You're allowed most of the time to play through mistakes as long as you can cont- contribute something or there's some spark that everyone sees in you uh, that you can play through. And, and that's that's really a, a lot of what happened with Jalen Suggs. We'll talk a little bit more about him, I think, a little bit later on. Um, certainly later on this week, but, but later on today as well. Um, Jalen Suggs is certainly someone like that. But by the time you get to year two, halfway through, by the time you get to the end of year two, halfway through your rookie contract, there is something to say that you should have something a little bit more tangible. That that clock, again, is ticking um, because a team starts having to make financial decisions about you. How much are they willing to pay you when you hit restricted free agency? Are they willing to match you? And if they're not, when can they maximize your value? This is going to be the tricky part about where Chuma Okiki is right now um, because his clock is ticking, whether he likes it or not, whether anyone likes it or not. There is no sign, no sense that anyone dislikes Chuma Okiki. In fact, everyone on the team seems to love him. Um, and 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 while fans haven't always seen the personality that, that the team sees behind the scenes, um, everyone knows how you know that this is a good guy to have on the roster and, and a guy that 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 is good in the locker room and, and and does whatever the team asks him to do. And that's that's super valuable. But especially considering Okiki's age, now that he's two years in the league, we have to start asking the question, well, what is he? And and that answer isn't so easy because his rookie year went one way and his sophomore year went another way. Um, look, Okiki's raw numbers increased over his rookie year. So, so th- there are, th- it's not like there are all these negative signs. Um, Okiki averaged eight, uh, averaged 7.8 points per game and four rebounds per game as a rookie. He averaged, 8.6 and 5 rebounds per game and slightly more minutes, um, but better per 36 numbers um, as a sophomore. So good good upward trajectory there. But he shot 37.6% from the floor and 31.8% from beyond the arc, both numbers down from his rookie season. Uh, and his three-point field goal attempts jumped from 3.1 per game to 5.3 per game. What's going to be really important for Chima Okiki is the Magic move forward is really making sure that they define his role. I think a lot of Okiki's struggles this year came from just a a certain lack of stability, a lack of certainty about what his role was going to be and, and frankly, how to perform that role. I think the things that Steve Clifford asked of Chuma Okiki were very different than the things that Jamal Mosley asked of Chuma Okiki, and and their offenses are very, very different. Um, And I think that... Okiki suffering the injury that he suffered in training camp was behind the eight ball. Not that he's not smart enough to catch up, not that that he isn't a good enough basketball player to catch up, but he was definitely behind the eight ball and constantly trying to catch up. 
Okiki to me, offense, you know, offensively is a player that really thrives in structure of knowing where he's supposed to be and, 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 and how he's going to get his shots and how he's going to attack the basket. And, and that structure just, it, it wasn't there in Jamal Mosley's offense. Mosley's offense is a lot more read and react, a lot more dribble penetration, a lot more trusting guys on the ball to make decisions. And that isn't necessarily Okiki's strong suit. He, 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 he needs to be in a spot and, and kind of know exactly where things are going to be. And so, again, this is a point of growth, I think, for Okiki. And, and, and again, a consideration of, okay, does this guy really fit what we're trying to establish? Offensively, too, the Magic just completely changed Chuma Okiki's role as well. Um, Okiki was a cutter, cutting slasher three-point shooter under Steve Clifford. Under Jamal Mosley, he was essentially just a three-point shooter. In, in a lot of ways, Chuma Okiki's role can be aptly described as three and D which I, I think is a good role for him. But in his rookie, in his sophomore season, it was three and D without the three. And is that super valuable? On a team with very little offense, a team that is relying very heavily on his three-point shooting, uh, I think that is part of a problem. Now, granted, Okiki dealt with a lot of leg injuries throughout the course of the season. I think he did struggle to get his feet under him for much of this much of the year. He did have plenty of moments where there, where he was able to hit shots, where he was on a good tear uh, on his shooting, and it was very clear. Okay, like this guy can be a player. This guy can be a helpful player for this team. Um, and then he'd go cold for long stretches of time too, and the Magic just couldn't figure out how to get him out of that slump. The Magic need probably need him to be a little bit more aggressive. They probably need to be a little bit more creative with how they use him. But essentially. Chuma Okiki's success is going to be determined by how well he shoots from beyond the arc. And so that part is concerning. And that is going to raise some questions entering this offseason of, of, okay, what do the Magic do with Chuma Okiki now? What do the Magic do with a player like this? It's definitely a, a major question for Chuma Okiki. And again, it's going to be the big Big, big question entering 2023. Because the one thing I think the Magic do know pretty well is that Okiki's a pretty good defender. He's got positive metrics, positive ratings on um, every catch-all defensive metric, which again, for a team that finished, I think, what, 19th in the league in defensive rating is a pretty good sign. Um, he, The Magic had a 109.1 defensive rating with Okiki on the floor, which is three points per 100 possessions better than the team's average. So a positive effect there. He averaged two steals per 75 possessions and three deflections per 75 possessions, ranking him in the top 10 percentile in both metrics, according to Basketball Index. He was a constant at forcing loose balls, just being a pest. And while I think his on-ball defense, probably a bit underrated, and could, but could still improve a little bit, Okiki was a passing lane disruptor, a help defensive disruptor. He was just a really solid defender. And again, if we're looking at guys that can fit into roles, that can that can support players that the Magic want to bring in, Okiki is a perfect guy for that. So again, it wasn't that Okiki struggled a lot this season, but we exit the season knowing, okay, Okiki can do this really well. He can defend at a really high level. Now it's about getting the other part up. Now it's about bringing up the shooting and being a better three-point shooter. And if he could do that, then we have something. Then we have a real player. But unfortunately, there are realities. Time does not stop. The roster constantly changes. The, the one thing in the NBA that's constant is change. And Okiki needs some stability. Both the coaching staff, both the role, and, and frankly, 
just consistency with his with his health and his injury problems. Okiki can certainly carve a role on this roster or any roster. I think he still has a lot of value around the league. He's still rel- he's still a young player. He's on a rookie contract. He's shown that he can play at high level and, and, and contribute. The question then becomes, how? The question then becomes, how do you get the most out of this guy? How do you get him to reach that level of consistency? And now the double question comes, where do you find him minutes? Because Jonathan Isaac's coming back this offseason. We'll talk more about him in a minute here. Jonathan Isaac is coming back this season. They have Franz Wagner at the three or the four, one of the forward spots. Rendell Carter might be claiming some time at the four as well. And then, of course, three of the top, what, six, seven prospects in this draft are power forwards in Paolo Bancaro, Jabari Smith, and Keegan Murray. And then, of course, Chet Holmgren would probably push Rendell Carter to the four. Um, in some lineups as well. I talked about it yesterday. There is a roster crunch on this roster. The Magic are going to have to start combining and figuring out who they actually want to build around. And Chumo Kiki, his clock is ticking to figure out if he is part of that group um, because someone's not getting minutes. Um, and I don't think it's going to be Isaac. And I don't, I mean, again, barring injury, but. I don't think it's going to be Franz. And if the Magic do draft one of these, these big fours that, that are in this draft, it ain't going to be them either. The big goal for Chumo Kiki, though, is to find consistency. We all see it. If he can find consistency, he has a place on this team. We're going to talk about some other players for the Magic that are due for a bounce-back season coming up here in, or will need to show a bounce-back season coming up here in just a moment. But first... A quick word for our pals at Prize Picks. Look, we all love playing daily fantasy games, um, but if you're like me and you played some of the traditional daily fantasy games, a the scoring is confusing, and b you're really just working to get your money back. The, the odds of you winning one of these giant pools against professional players with multiple entries, it's low. The thrill of winning is good, but you want to win real money not just that fake money or not just little chunks of change or just hoping to get your money back. That's not the way to play. That's why I that's why I play Price Picks. It's Daily Fantasy made easy. It's a great new twist on Daily Fantasy games and we know you're going to love it too. It's easy to play. You pick 2 to 5 players and an over under on their projections and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. So you look at tonight's games and you say, "Oh, I think Luka Doncic is going to score 35." You hit that over if it's uh, if it's over 34, if the number's set at 34 and a half or, more, or, or less. Um, you, you think that DeAndre Ayton's going to have 12 rebounds? Well, check that number and see if the, if that's where the over-under is and make that prediction. It's really that simple. And Price Picks doesn't just offer NBA. They have options on college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, Price Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Get... Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point, just one point. But you have to use the promo code NBA. That's right. This is an exclusive offer available to locked on fans. Sign up today and use code NBA for $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. Check it out today at prizepicks.com. Today's podcast also brought to you by Athletic Greens. Um, our this is a product that, I, that I've that i started using um, because I'm trying to focus in on my health. It's one of my New Year's resolutions. 
Uh, I'm trying to be a little bit more health conscious, a little bit, little take a care, a little bit better care of myself. One of the reasons why I'm starting to record in the mornings instead of at night. Um, and Athletic Greens has been a good boost to my day and a good boost to my morning. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the good things. This is a fantastic, fantastic product that will help you live the healthy lifestyle you're always looking to live, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything while still tasting good. It supports better sleep quality and recovery, supports mental clarity and alertness, it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It's going to cost you less than $3 a day, too. So you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Cheaper than getting all those different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy too, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic your first listen every day. Now make sure to go check out the Locked On NBA Big Board podcast. Host Rafael Barlow for the NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans a, an in-depth look into the NBA Draft, Mock Draft, Play Rankings, and of course, Big Boards. It's been available wherever you get podcasts. Definitely check it out because guess what Tuesday is? Tuesday's Lottery Day, almost here. So obviously, you know, the Orlando Magic season this year was a, a really interesting mix, in my opinion. Um, there were a lot of really positive signs. There were a lot of really good things. And, and you know, I honestly exit the season feeling pretty good about where the Magic are. I, a lot of questions, a lot of reservations, a lot of things that still need to be figured out. Um, and, and especially to reach the kind of goals that we're starting to set for next season. Um, obviously, next Tuesday is going to be a big day to figure out a lot of these things. But, um, but uh, by the same token... I think that uh, I think that there were a lot of good things. The team really started to to gel around an identity. Everyone really seemed uh, bought into what this team is trying to do and what and what they hope to accomplish. Um, there were a lot of things that were really encouraging and, and I think can really help this team kind of take a, a step forward. On the other hand, look, I'm a win loss guy. At the end of the day, this this business is about winning. It's about your record. The Magic had the second worst record in the league. They have, they won only twenty two games. So there is a lot of work ahead of this team. And as encouraging as some of the moments are, you know, just, we just talked about Shimo Kiki for twelve minutes. Um, as encouraging as, as some of these moments were, there's still a lot of work ahead. Um, there's still a lot that this team has to accomplish, and a lot that this team has to do to find the ultimate success that they're looking for. Not going to be easy to do, obviously. Not going to be an easy thing to do. Uh, and that is inevitably going to need some players 
who are going to have to take some steps forward and and, and really uh, improve uh, in a lot of areas. Um, you know, whether it's Terrence Ross bouncing back from a, a poor season, uh, so, you know, we'll see what the mag- we'll see what the Magic ultimately do with him. Whether it's Cole Anthony finding a little bit more efficiency uh, and a little bit more consistency. Whether it's uh, whether it's any it's whether it's a whole host of things, you know, Chumo Kiki again finding that consistency, consistency too. Um, there are a lot of things that this Magic team has to do to take its next step, um, and obviously the draft is going to play a big role in this. But there are definitely a few players who are going to need to bounce back more than any others. And, and again, we'll talk a little bit more about these guys, I think, in, in detail a, a, as we get through these player evaluations. We're hoping to have those done by the end of the week. Uh, we might have to bleed into a little bit of next week with those. Um, just, just because of how things are going and, and I'm going to be out of town this weekend. So, so there will be, you know, that after Friday, the next time we'll, we will talk will be after the NBA draft lottery. So just, just be warned on that. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Jalen Suggs and the season that he had and, and, and why it's important for him to take another step up. Um, look, we all hype Jalen Suggs. Um, I, I will still hype Jalen Suggs. I think he had a, I think he had an interesting season. I think he showed some really good things, but uh, I think he's still the most talented guard the Magic have drafted since Penny Hardaway in 1993. Um, but Suggs struggled. Um, there's no other way to put it. Um, his shot just was not there. He was sped up all the time. He looked very much like a rookie. And, and I think there are now legitimate questions about, okay, where does he ultimately fit into the bigger picture? Um, again, we all celebrated getting him at the fifth pick. We felt like we were getting a steal. But very clearly, Scotty Barnes is pretty good. Um, I don't know if he would have been as good in the Magic's environment as he was in Toronto's environment. Um, I think that was a perfect situation for him. Uh, but Scotty Barnes is clearly very, very good. Suggs shot just 36% from the floor and 21% from three. Um, just again, just really bad numbers. And, and 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 while he averaged 12 points per game and, and, and was able to score and get to the basket at will, it felt like, um, he still struggled. He struggled to finish. Uh, he was one of the worst finishers at the rim. I think he was in the bottom 20 in terms of finish of guards finishing at the rim with at least two attempts per game. Um, he, he really struggled in a lot of areas guys. Um, and it was, it was sometimes difficult to watch and sometimes difficult, uh, to, to figure out, okay, how do we move on from this? How do we get improve on this? How do we get him to that next level, to that next area that he needs to get to? Um, again, just not a lot of easy questions, when it comes to uh, when it comes to to Jalen Suggs and, and the way that he played, we all see what he can do offensively. Though we see that he can get to the basket well. We think you know we say he has a really pretty jump shot and a really pretty jump shot form. The shots just weren't going in. So there's plenty of optimism that he can get there. Um, I would say this: his defense was really good, especially for a rookie, um, and, and his competitiveness on that end and his toughness. And his willingness to kind of dive headfirst into into contact, those are all really good qualities. And there's something there you can build with. Um, you know, again, Jalen Suggs may not be the great scoring guard that we all think the Magic need, but if he turns into Marcus Smart, that's okay too. You can build with that. You can find you have a player there that you can keep. And again, I think the most important thing that you can do coming out of a rookie year is determine: okay, can this guy play? You know what? You know again. You're not necessarily giving up on a kid, but okay, you can you st- take a step back now and say, okay, Jalen Suggs may not be our star. That could be that's probably going to be Franz Wagner at this point, but there's a role for him somewhere. We could clearly see where he will play a role, and again, he could still jump into that star category with an improved offseason with a lot of work in the offseason. 
to say the least, the Magic have invested a lot in Jalen Suggs. It's not just that they they used a very high draft pick on him. Um, they are kind of shallow at guard. Um, and so next year, and unless the Magic draft a Jaden Ivey or Shaden Sharp or go with the guards or or find a guard somewhere, Suggs is probably going to be starting alongside Markel Fultz next year. Um, and, and, and in that starting lineup or coming off the bench, backing up Fultz and, and Cole Anthony. Um, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a cha- It's going to be a challenge for him to say, okay, we're relying on you step up to the plate, step up and make an impact, step up and be the player that we know you could be, or be the player that we need you to be. There's gonna be a lot of pressure on Jalen Suggs this year. And like I said, with Chumo Kiki, the clock is ticking. You know, uh, uh, another year like this where he struggles to shoot, even if the scoring numbers are good, even if the defense is good, now all of a sudden the Magic have to start assessing, okay, this is what this player is, and now we have to start building, assuming that, assuming that this player is that. And so again, you're constantly being evaluated. The clock is always ticking, uh, and 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 Suggs is going to have to take a step up this coming season. It's, it's a big, big year for Jalen Suggs, and it's a lot of pressure to put on a second-year player, but now we have to start seeing the growth. Again, you got to see that upward trend that tells you that a player is getting better. And again, it, it may not be what you initially planned on draft night, but there's very very clearly Jalen Suggs can take that rope and, and move forward from there. We'll talk a little bit about Jonathan Isaac and what we're, what our early expectations are for him as, as he continues to say and continues to put out there that he is going to be back for training camp. We'll figure out what we need, what we need to do with him coming up here in just a moment. But first... Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but really the first words you want to say are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And trust me, as someone named Jake, that is a fact. That's the phrase that will help you feel good knowing that you have people who can help you find the right coverage for the things you want to protect. Insurance doesn't need to be complicated with a State Farm agent. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits you because your situation is unique. And State Farm is there to help you feel supported with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. And when you need ways to get help, don't yell or be angry because State Farm gives you options there too, in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com or their award-winning app. State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Obviously, I think the biggest mystery on the Magic's roster is Jonathan Isaac. Um, the fact of the matter is we haven't seen him play for two years. Um, we all know what he's capable of defensively. I would still argue that he's probably the only player on the team with an elite skill or a kind of proven elite skill. Um, Markel Fultz is maybe getting there with his ability to drive into the paint and finish at the rim. Jalen Suggs, I think, is 
I don't think he's elite yet, but he's pretty good about getting into the paint. Just his decision-making and his passing and shooting and scoring um, aren't there yet. But, you know, you, you need to collect elite skills. And you can't ignore guys with elite skills. If someone can be an all-NBA something, um, that's something that you need to have. Um, at the end of the day, this league's about talent. And, and, and we all say, and I, I say this, the Magic's biggest need right now is top-end talent. Um, they need guys who are elite at something, who are so good at something that teams have to game plan for it or have to find a way to neutralize it rather than just kind of showing up and, and rolling the balls out, ball out and playing. Um, Jonathan Isaac is that guy. And, and so I don't think we can ignore him or kind of discount him uh, for anything. Um, again, I, I, I'm not sitting here saying the Magic should avoid taking another uh, four um, because they have Jonathan Isaac. I, I think the Magic will still play Jonathan Isaac again this year. I think that uh, especially early in the season, they'll probably hold him out of back-to-backs. Uh, I think that we will see him coming off the bench in some limited minutes and limited capacity. Um, Jeff Wellman has made it very clear that they are being extra cautious with Jonathan because he hasn't played an NBA season or in, in two full years. Um, again, remember, January 1st, 2020 was when he originally injured his knee. Uh, he was set to come back. It sounded like he was going to be back shortly before the shortly after the league ended up shutting down. He came back in the bubble. That's really not an NBA season. He only played three games, uh, one preseason one preseason game and two seeding games, um, and then has been out since then. So Isaac really hasn't played basketball in a very, very long time or hasn't been on the court in an NBA setting in a very, very long time. Um, this, ham, this hamstring issue uh, is, you know, Isaac's even described it as pretty minor, um, as a little bit of a setback, but he is still very, you know, he was, he's been on a couple podcasts, um, very, very confident that he's going to play uh, he's going to be ready to go by training camp. I, I personally hope that he's ready to go uh, for summer league, so he can at least get some practices in uh, during summer league. Uh, certainly not play, but but get some practices and get some run in. Um, you know, again, anytime anytime he gets contact with the coaching staff and and able to just be on the court, I think is a good thing. Um, but again, we're all waiting to see when Jonathan Isaac's able to come back and and just what he's able to produce and what he's able to do for this team. Obviously. That is still a long way off. That is still a lot of time from now. That is still, um, still there's still a lot of work to do. And, and the question then is, what can Jonathan Isaac provide? Obviously, it's it's sort of a blank slate for him. Um, again, I, I I think I said this the other day. I I I want Jonathan Isaac on my roster right now. I, I want to see what he can do. I know what his potential is, but I am not counting on him. I think anything you get from Jonathan Isaac right now is a bonus. Um, and again, it's just about assessing and evaluating, okay, what kind of player is he? What can he do? And, and so I think the Magic are smart to kind of plan around him. You know, again, don't make him a core piece. Um, he is, you know, coming off the bench next year. You, so you have that hole at power for now to fill, whether it's Wendell Carter, whether it's someone in the draft, whether it's Franz Wagner sliding over. Um, you have that hole that I think you do need to fill. Um, and, and just kind of keep Jonathan Isaac confined to a role off the bench. And again, it's just about getting him on the floor. You get him on the floor, you figure out what you have, and, and then and then you move forward. I think that's really one of the big keys for him and, and for this team's development overall. And obviously, he's someone that that just needs to play. Um, bottom line, the dude just needs to play. And when that happens, things will be a whole lot better for him and, and, and really for everybody else. 
That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, follow me on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalay, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of the places in the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore me. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. While I'm sitting here uh, thinking about things, um, let's go ahead and plan on doing a Mock Draft Friday Twitter spaces. We'll do that at noon. On Friday, um, that way I can have everything prepped and 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 ready to go, um, and and not leave not leave all my podcast listeners in a lurch uh, before the NBA draft lottery. Um, so we'll plan on doing a Twitter Spaces at noon on Friday. That'll be on the O Magic Daily uh, tw- Twitter account. Um, we'll do a mock draft Friday. We'll talk last bits and pieces before the NBA draft lottery and any other Magic questions that you have to get us through. Uh, through the weekend or through the weekend, through the early part of next week while I am out of town. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Phil Frost. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.